I'm coming to your cities. I recently did an event in New York. It was awesome. I loved bringing real couples up on stage. We had no idea what was going to happen. The crowd loved it. I was sharing real numbers. It was a blast. And I want to do it again. I'm looking to coach couples on stage at my next two live events, one in Philly on June 1st, one in Boston on June 4th. If you and your partner want help connecting over money, you want to solve a big financial challenge you have, please apply at iwt.com slash live coaching. If you and your partner struggle to come up with a shared vision of your rich life, if you have different priorities about spending and saving, if you just can't get on the same page financially, I would love to coach you live on stage in your city. It is free of charge. You can apply at iwt.com slash live coaching. I'll see you in Boston and Philly. Recently, I had an event in New York City. I had hundreds of people come and I brought actual real couples up on stage and did a mini podcast right there in front of everyone. It was awesome. And I'm very pleased to announce that I'm doing two more events. I want to let you know about it before anyone else knows. June 1st, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. June 4th in Boston. If you want tickets, you can get them at iwt.com slash philly and iwt.com slash boston. Between now and May 3rd, you can use the pre-sale code RICHLIFE to get tickets. Again, June 1st, I'll see you in Philly and June 4th in Boston, iwt.com slash philly and iwt.com slash boston. Let me read what you wrote in your application to me, Nicole. Gosh. Can I read from this? You can read from it. You wrote, We recently had an argument that escalated our previous conversations from, quote, are we financially ready to be engaged to, quote, this man needs to pack his bags. How are we going to make big purchases together when his credit score shuts it down? I'm now angry, upset, frustrated that I didn't find out our huge financial differences four years ago. Am I overreacting or is it time to find a partner who matches me financially? Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I just, I was in an angry place and I hate just hearing those words. I, I don't mean that to Jordan. I was just in an angry place. Okay. Can I, Ugh. should I continue or not? It's, it's totally. I, I don't, I don't even want Jordan to hear. I feel like that's not honest. I don't want Jordan to hear that. Jordan, what do you think from all the things that you just heard from Nicole? That's, uh, that's a lot. Second year. Nicole is 30 and Jordan is 34. I'd like to introduce you to this couple today. She's an orthodontist. He's a personal trainer. And for most of his life, he's carried credit card debt. That issue is leading Nicole to question their relationship. In this episode, you're going to hear about income disparities and class and ambition. Listen closely because I think a lot of the issues affecting Nicole and Jordan also affect a lot of us. Now, if you'd like, you can watch this full episode on YouTube where you can see their body language and facial expressions, and those add a whole new dimension to these conversations. One last thing before we start, a lot of you have been listening for a while. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing this on social media. Thank you. If you have not yet taken control of your money, then I want to encourage you to. It's one thing to listen for entertainment. It's another thing to listen to find some tidbits and lessons you can apply to your relationship. But I don't want this to just be entertainment for you. I want you to take control of your rich life. You can do that in a few ways. One, get my book. Get it from any bookstore or the library. It's called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. In six weeks, your money will be automated. Next, you can get my journal. Design your rich life. Do it solo or with a partner. Third, you can join my money coaching program, iwt.com slash money coaching. Take control. I will be happy to coach you there. I do it every single month. And of course, you can watch my Netflix show, which is coming out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Let's get into it. I was helping Jordan pay off the credit card debt. I started in the summer of last year. And when I we were getting close to the end of, of paying it off, I walked into the kitchen and I was like, I think we're going to pay off. I think we're going to pay the last payment this month. And I was really excited. And I was like, we should, we should do something to celebrate. And then Jordan was cooking and he was, he was busy in the kitchen. And he was like, well, I just don't think it's as dire as you do. And I was like, what do you mean? It's not like, what do you mean by the credit card debt's not dire to you? And from what I remember, Jordan was, was telling me that I've, I've always had credit card debt. It's always been something I've had. 
I'm used to having credit card debt. It doesn't seem like something that's extreme. And in my head, I was thinking, well, there's no point in investing. There's no point in doing anything else if we have a high interest credit card debt. But I didn't, I couldn't really communicate everything that I wanted to or, or really see where he was. And so we just walked away from that conversation. You just walked out of the kitchen? I, I knew where that conversation was going to go. I, I could see Jordan getting stressed and I knew it was going to go to, I just don't make enough money. Um, I feel like I am doing everything I can with my business. It's going to go into that way of, of him stressing about his business and how much income he's making. I was shocked. Before we, he had communicated about the credit card debt and we were living in Colorado, he would say, like, I feel like I make progress towards paying it off. And then I get a setback and I'm back to where I am. And so the whole time we're in Colorado, I'm like, well, when I start making money, like we're going to be a team, we're going to have a second income and I'll be able to help you with that because Jordan supported me a lot when I was in Colorado and I had no income. So I thought that was my way of giving back and I was going to be able to support him for our future. Um, so I, I just felt like, wow, we are not, we were not thinking about this the same at all when I started contributing towards that. I didn't feel like he understood me at all. How much was this debt that we're talking about here? Uh, it was probably, it was around, what was it? 25,000 roughly. 30, 31, but 31. Okay. 31,000. And you both together paid it off in about six months. Is that right? Yeah. Five, four or five months. So she was coming in to celebrate like, first of all, do you both think that that's good, bad, impressive, mediocre? What do you both think about paying off 30K of credit card debt in about five months? I was excited. Okay. Jordan? I mean, when yeah, when you look at it like that, it's, I mean, that's probably not a lot of people who could accomplish that. Yeah. Look at it like what? Like looking back, kind of just looking at it in simple terms, like, you know, we paid off $30,000 in five, six months. What would be the opposite of simple terms? Um, I guess the way I look at it through my, my lens, tell my me view, my viewpoint of like, again, this is great, but it's like not fixing the root cause of, of mm. what, of what stresses me out. So that's why it was for me. Yeah, it was, it was great. But like, this has been a situation that I've been in before where I, have paid off my credit card debt and then business would be really slow and I would have to rack it up again just for basic expenses and stuff like that. So for me, it was very like, yeah, this is great, but like, it's not fixing the root of my stress, I guess. Mm -hmm. You get nervous talking about money? Uh, nervous. Yeah. A little bit. I notice your breath is catching even as you're recounting that story. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's, uh, like I said, it's a tough, conversation because it is something that is causes so much stress for me like what what kind of stress um i guess like maybe fear mm -hmm. you know not being able to help provide for us or our future family you want to reflect on that at all now that the other person is here in the room yeah i mean i definitely have looked back at that conversation a few times mm. and been like and that has kind of been a catalyst for me to like okay figure out like okay i need to handle my stress better but it's definitely something that you know not not a conversation that i was am proud of by any any means have you two talked about that conversation since then um i don't think so more so in in this forum i guess like when we talked with with heather we talked about it a little bit but we haven't really sat down and, and discussed it. You want to do it right now? Sure. Sure. All right. Why don't you two talk and I'll observe. Go ahead. Uh, um, Nicole, I, uh, I appreciate everything that you have done to help and support me, um, including helping me with my credit card debt because I know that that is something that is important for our future and while I still have some things to 
figure out and work on as far as, you know, growing my business to avoid having that issue in the future. I really appreciate that you have, um, that you helped me with that. And that's one of the things that I, I love about you. Thank you. I was like, one of the first times Jordan's thanked me for that. So thank you. It's um, kind of beautiful to watch. I almost, almost wish it had happened earlier. It's, uh, it's such a way of connecting. What did you feel, Jordan, as you were saying what you said? Um, gratitude, appreciation. Yeah, that's cool. And how about for you, Nicole? I know that Jordan is grateful. Like I, I know that deep down because Jordan have been together for four years. I know he's not great with apologies, but I know when he's sorry. I know how he his body language speaks more to, with me than how he verbalizes things. But it is really nice just to hear in words sometimes that he's yeah. thankful. All right. Well, I love watching that. Let's talk a little bit more about the credit card debt. And let's talk a little bit more about what brought you here. You had this credit card debt. Jordan, what was the credit card debt incurred for? Um, part of it is just business expenses. Um, like what? Like just, I guess, general operating expenses, um, like coaching, um, and then just basic living expenses, groceries. Okay. Um, gas. How long did it take you to incur that 30K of credit card debt? Um, it was probably over a couple of, a couple of years, two, three years. Did you think at any point, like, this is a problem or was it more like, I'll solve it when I start making more money? Um, I guess I didn't look at it as like a big problem. I looked at it, I guess, as more as like, I was doing what I had to do to you know, live and build a business. And there are times where, you know, I'd have a really good month or two, I'd pay off a lot of it and then, mm-hmm. you know, fall back into it, slow down again. Um, and so I, it was something that I always felt like eventually I'll be able to like figure it out and, and even, even things out. So many things to notice already. First, Jordan is literally shaking as he's talking. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, I would encourage you to. I have to step back here for a second and tell you how much I appreciate my guests coming on this show and talking about these topics. It's not easy. Would you come on a show in front of millions of people and share every bit of your finances? Or would you talk about your relationship issues in front of all these people? I have to give it up for Jordan and Nicole for coming on here and for every single guest who has the courage to come on here and ask for help. And I am honored that they come here and put their trust in me. Now, for Jordan, we can already see, we can even feel that money goes way deeper for him than numbers. And all of us are emotional about money, but his body is screaming it. I also noticed that his views on debt are really different than Nicole's. He shrugs off debt. As he says, quote, I didn't look at it as a big problem. But Nicole sees it as a huge problem. And I can guarantee there's more to this difference than just debt alone. If you ever follow me on Instagram, sometimes you'll see me post about my behind-the-scenes travel experiences, coffee tours, salsa-making classes in Mexico, all kinds of culinary stuff in India. And I'll get a lot of people saying, where do I find that Kyoto notepad maker that you found? And one place you can find that is Viator. In fact, my wife and I used Viator to book a Segway tour where we took a tour of a new city And we had an amazing experience, something we never would have thought of doing on our own. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. And with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everybody. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real travel reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best travel activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. 
I get tons of email every single day, and I want to give you a behind-the-scenes look at how I manage emails from my team, from my family, and from you. I use a piece of software called Superhuman, and this is an email software that I actually pay for out of my own pocket. It works with your existing email service like Gmail or Outlook. And let me share how it saves me over 10 hours a week. So here are a few things I love about it. First off, it splits my inbox into different streams so my important emails come into one place. It's not cluttered with a bunch of subscriptions everywhere. Next, I use keyboard shortcuts, unlike you barbarians who literally click and peck through every single email. U to market unread, S to star it, J or K to cycle through messages. I use keystrokes to schedule messages, like when I want to ask one of my coworkers a question, but I don't want to send them an email on a Saturday. Now, I can work through dozens of emails in minutes using this. And Superhuman just introduced an AI feature, which allows you to take a huge email with all these people chiming in and automatically summarize what's going on in a few bullet points. It'll even draft emails for you. So if you want to buy back your time, Superhuman is a no-brainer to me. It's something I spend my own money on and I love it. Right now, all IWT listeners will get a free month of Superhuman you can get started at superhuman.com slash Ramit. That's superhuman.com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T. When did you first realize that you might not see money the same way? Probably towards the end of 2021 when she was getting ready to graduate and we were planning to move to California. Uh, we, she wanted to buy a house. I was very on the fence about it. Um, but, uh, there, there was a lot of conversations. That was really the first time I think is when we started having like the contentious conversations around money. I felt it was going to be a lot more expensive and stressful than just continuing to rent for a year, especially since we were moving halfway across the country. Um, I just felt like it was not a great time to be to be doing that. Okay. And uh, what do you remember Nicole saying? I, I basically like remember a lot of it was like, this is what she really wanted. And with the money that she was going to be making, um, that it was something she we could afford to do. Uh, she wasn't going to, you know, ask me to contribute to the mortgage if I didn't feel like I could reasonably uh, mm -hmm. to start off with. So it, eventually I was like, okay, this probably makes sense for the both of us given where we are, but it wasn't something I was completely comfortable with. Can I go out on a limb here and make a wild guess? So this, this whole conversation about we can afford it. Did, my guess is that neither of you ever pulled out any specific numbers about a house and calculated actual income versus how much you could afford for total cost of ownership for a house. Wild guess. Am I right or wrong? I didn't because I wasn't ready to buy a house. What a shock. Point. What a shock. And, and how about for the person who wanted to buy the house, Nicole? I did do numbers. No, oh, really? maybe not as specifically as what, what numbers have. did you do? But I was thinking how much money I'd be bringing in. And I was, I was calculating the property tax I'd be paying. Mm -hmm. how much I would be paying in the interest and my mortgage and in the area we wanted to live for, we, we were looking, we were looking to rent. We were both on the same page to rent in the beginning. We thought we'd rent for a year or two to figure out where we wanted to be. And so we were looking at apartments and I'm looking and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like to just have what we have right now, we're going to be paying almost $4,000 a month. So keep going. I'm, I'm waiting for the final <laughs> sentence here. Keep going. Uh -huh. And then I thought we might as well buy the house. I know. Really. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've listened so, to your podcast. So that is your analysis. Those are the numbers that you, you basically said, Hey, it's really expensive to rent here. Therefore we might as well buy. <laughs> I know. I, I know it fell into the trap. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'm not letting you off the hook yet. Okay. okay. We're going to get to your numbers too. I see them here. <laughs> Uh, when you said I looked at the taxes and the mortgage, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's more than 90% of people do. How did you decide if you could afford it or not? 
I was thinking how much income that I would be having, how much money I would be taking home. Okay. Red flag month. number one, red flag number one is when you you answer my question by saying I was thinking. That's <laughs> like okay, all right, fine. So you were thinking I'm gonna be making a lot of money uh-huh. and the mortgage is less money, so uh-huh. therefore I can afford it. Is that the analysis you did? I'm not quite just like that basic. I I I know I know I have a, a lot of student debt too. So I was accounting for my student debt payment and I'm thinking I'm still gonna have money left over way more than I have right now. So <laughs> did you do any ratios at all? Was there a ratio, like a percentage in that analysis? To be straightforward, I did not have a percentage. Thank you. There is not for a percentage. Admitting it. <sighs> okay. Why is my greatest joy in life catching someone in the act? of saying they bought a house by running the numbers, but then discovering they actually didn't. Like, what is wrong with me? You know, some people like to do thousand piece puzzles. Some people go and build houses. I sit here on a podcast and relish every second of finding someone in a money lie and then slow walking them to the very end of the plank where somebody like Nicole finally admits, no, I actually did not have a percentage. And the worst part of this whole thing is I have a gigantic smile on my face right now. I love my life. I actually love what just happened. And this is why I think there's something wrong with me. (laughs) Anyway, let's all take a moment of silence for yet another person who listens to this podcast and subscribes to my free newsletter and then does exactly the opposite of what I say. What can you do? People are people and they want to buy what they want to buy. Let's take a look at their numbers. Remember, she makes a lot of money. He's mentioned not earning a lot and she helped him pay off his credit card debt. Let's look at your income. I find this to be very interesting. Jordan, can you give me your gross monthly income? Yes. On average, just under $6,000. 5800 a month. Okay. And uh, all right, so you make about $70,000 a year. And Nicole, how about you? Monthly. Gross is 33000 33000 Okay, so collectively you make four hundred. And $65,000. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a little or a lot? More than I ever thought I'd ever make. Yeah. Jordan? It's definitely, definitely a lot. You ever find it interesting that there's so much stress around money and you're making almost half a million dollars in your early 30s? I, I guess when you put it like that, yeah. Like, I'm just reading the numbers off. I mean, maybe if you guys make a million dollars, then all the problems will vanish. What do you think? No? A lot of silence on this call. Probably probably not. Hmm, that's so shocking. All right, so I think that's a lot of money. That's why I'm not super concerned about the debt, nor are you, Nicole. It sounds like you're pretty savvy. A financially savvy person goes, yeah, I have a lot of debt. Yeah, I know that. And I make a lot of money. That's how I make money because I incurred that debt. Jordan, how much are you making per month if you if you subtract your business expenses out? Gross, it would be around $3,500. So you're making 3500 she's making 33000 What do you all think about that? I would like for mine to be a lot closer to hers. Okay. How are you going to do that? That's what I've been trying to figure out, I guess, is what, what has been contributed to a lot of the stress. I totally get it. I'm just asking for your plan. Do you have a plan as to how you're going to increase 3300 a month? Yeah, I mean, I'm putting in more work as far as producing more content, uh, trying to generate more leads, talk to more people. Um, mm-hmm. In my business, you know, that would be an extra one to two clients a month. Okay, great. What's the deadline? Um, I guess I would, being realistic, say 
the end of 2024. I would be realistic. So I'm like, going to op- be optimistic, I would say this year. I don't know. Just give me a deadline. So you don't have a deadline, it sounds like. Is that no, fair? That's No, that's fair. Do you think that this is a major source of the contention in this relationship? Nicole? I think so. I think it's not knowing when we can really start planning for kids in the future. Nicole makes 33000 a month and he makes 3500 a month. So she makes about 10 times what he makes. There's a previous episode, number 65 and number 66, where Connie made $200,000 a month and Wes made $2,000 a month. She made 100x what he was making. In those episodes, I talked about class differences and assortative mating and all kinds of subtle differences that emerge in couples like this. We already see that here. Nicole is saying she's alarmed that Jordan didn't really consider his debt a problem. That's a different way of looking at money that goes beyond Jordan. She's also saying that indecision is a problem for her, another typical class difference in planning. You know, socioeconomic systems and class are things we rarely talk about. And when I got my master's degree in sociology from Stanford, I never thought I would be talking with couples in this format. So if you are curious to learn about some of the class dynamics that I referred to, a great place to start is this book called The Power of the Past by Jesse Stribe. I have a friend of mine who's always cold. She told me she and her partner have totally different temperatures when they sleep. She goes to bed in a flannel pajama. She's got extra blankets. Her partner's running hot. So now she recently started testing the pod cover from 8sleep, one of our sponsors. Before she goes to sleep, she gets on the app, cranks up the heat, and when she gets into bed at night, it's already warm and waiting for her. The pod cover by 8sleep fits on your bed like a fitted sheet, and it collects information. It has sensors. The pod then uses that information to understand what you need to get better sleep. You can set it to heat up or cool down before you get into bed. It also adjusts while you sleep. And you can set it to change temperatures to gently wake you up in the morning. Best part, there are two zones. So if you run hot and your partner runs cold, you can each set your side of the bed to exactly how you want it. Improve the way you sleep by using my link at 8sleep.com slash Ramit for $200 off plus free shipping on their high-tech pod three cover. That's 8sleep.com slash Ramit. E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T, for a better, smarter sleep. A few years ago, I was at a tea tasting in New York with one of my buddies. I thought it was going to be a normal tea tasting. Suddenly, six people from Japan come in. They pour basically three thimblefuls of tea, and we taste it. I've never tasted anything like that. And they tell us, if we were to buy that, just the three thimblefuls, it would be $75. Now, drop for drop, that's the most expensive thing I've ever had to drink. Not all of us have the time or the money to buy that specific tea from that specific mountainside in Japan. But what if you could capture that feeling of the care and the love, even the way that they served it to us? What if you could bring that to your home every morning? Well, I want to introduce you to one of our newest sponsors, Peak Tea. What makes Peak Tea special is that the tea is cold extracted using only wild harvested leaves from 250-year-old tea leaves. That makes the tea rich in minerals and other beneficial compounds. Now, the greatest part is that peak tea is zero prep. There's no tea bag that you have to steep for the perfect amount of time. Peak dissolves in cold or hot water in seconds. It's already pre-measured, it's perfectly brewed, and it's perfect to take if you travel. My team's been trying peak tea and they especially love the Pu'er green teas. For a limited time, get up to 15% off and a free quiver with 12 tea samples with my link, peaklife.com slash Ramit. That's P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T. The way you make decisions is what I'm trying to understand right now. And um, like, like, the fact is you were going from basically making not that much money as a student, right? Nicole, how much did you make? Negative $100,000 a year. Okay. So you took out loans. And during that time, Jordan, were you basically uh, the financial provider? 
for the most part, she would pay like rent and a few things out of, out of her loans. But for the most part, yes. Got it. Okay. So you took some of your loans, you used them for living expenses, Nicole. Jordan, you pay, made up, let's say over 50% of household expenses. Would that be fair to say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you go, Hey, let's, let's buy a place. Cause we're st- even if it costs more, we're still going to have a ton of money relative to what we used to have. Right. And we, we wanted a, to be settled. We wanted. What does that mean? Jordan and I, cumulatively, we've moved like seven times in the past four years we've been together. Oh, that's a lot. Why? We were living separately. So he helped me move. I helped him move. We moved into a place together. That place became too small and there was a shooting in the parking lot. So we moved okay. to, to another place together. And then we moved to California together. So we had a, we had a lot of moves. That's a lot of moves. I, I feel you on that. And, and so just to clarify, in your mind, being settled means what? It means that we're not moving. It means that my family is here in California. We yeah. bought a house here. We are staying here. There's no potential for us to pick up and move to anywhere else. We are here in California. Once we were like here and had the house, and like I, I feel like at that point, I was at peace with it. Nicole, was your experience basically the same? You felt good? You feel good now with the house? Yes. Great. Yeah, I'm happy. Okay, good, good. All right, so you're in the house. This is the house that I'm currently seeing you in right now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So you're in the house. And what started happening from when you moved in until now as it relates to money? I think at one point I introduced her to your book and your podcast. My man. How about, first of all, what'd you say? You know, I wish I could be in all these rooms listening, but what did you say to her? I don't know if she saw it this way or not, but that was like one of my first attempts to be like, hey, I know this is important to you. Um, No, here's maybe some way we can get into it more together. Wow. Wow. And how did you receive that when he brought up my book, Nicole? Um. Well, the book was like long before the podcast. That was when we were moving and he, we were sorting through things to get rid of. And the book was, your book was one of the things that got to say. That was in the key Yes. <laughs> all right. I made it. Okay. And, and so what was that like when you heard him say, we're giving away all these um, Robert Kiyosaki scam books and we're going to keep, I will teach you to be rich. What did that feel like to you when you heard him talk about a money book? That was, we we weren't even really in the money conversations. It was the podcast. It was mm-hmm. the podcast that started the convos. We had, we were in the car to, on our way for a road trip and Jordan just put the podcast on. Hell and yeah. I, I know what that meant. Like I, I knew that that was what Jordan was trying to communicate was this is my attempt to speak about finances because we were in a little bit of a tiff at the start of that road trip. Those couple of days before we had had a conversation about money. And so he turned that on and yeah. we just listened to it. What it was, was a four hour ride and we listened to like four of the podcasts. <laughs> That's awesome. I love hearing that. And when, when he made that gesture of turning on the podcast, what did you feel? How did you receive that? I love that. I, the first one we listened to was the one about the couple who the um, woman made, like she made, I don't know, 10 times more income than the Yeah, 100 the times more. Yeah. 100 times more. It was even more. It was a crazy amount. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, wait, they're talking about gender roles. They're talking about like all these things that we, like, we we feel. And it was it was really nice to, to learn more about that too. We, we both like to learn about human psychology. That was very interesting to, to listen to. Connie and Wes. Thank you for coming on this show on episode 66 and 67 to share your story. And to every guest for coming on here and sharing your story, there are so many people who see themselves in you. And it makes me so happy to hear that Jordan was actually the one to bring up money with Nicole. That means a lot to me. And I think it means even more to Nicole. Sometimes one partner just wants the other to be proactive with money and to show some interest. And this is a great example of doing exactly that. Let's have a pleasant discussion about some of the worst things in the world. One of them, finding a doctor. First of all, you realize, oh, I got a problem. But you don't know if you need to call a dermatologist or a podiatrist. So you just start calling everybody. Half of them aren't even there. They don't even pick up the phones. 
Then when you finally get somebody on the phone, you're like, hey, I have this thing. They go, oh, okay, cool. We can see you in July. Then you ask them, are you in network? Half of them aren't. And you're spending three days just making phone calls. What if there was actually a better way to find a doctor? Check out our sponsor, ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting on the phone with a receptionist. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. The typical wait time to see a doctor is between 24 to 72 hours. You can even book same-day appointments. If I need to book a doctor and I wanted it to be convenient and I wasn't sure where to start, I would try ZocDoc. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Ramit and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Ramit. ZocDoc.com slash Ramit. Okay, here's the scenario. You go to In-N-Out. You get the meal. The whole thing costs $7. Next month you go, same meal, same food, same taste, 14 bucks. What the hell? Then the next time, three weeks later, it's 20 bucks. Then 50 bucks. Then $475. You go, what planet am I on right now? That's what it's like to pay a percentage of your portfolio to a financial advisor. That 1% fee that so many of your parents are paying and don't even know it sounds like just a little bit, but it's 1% of your portfolio compounded every single year. If you're looking for a financial advisor, there's a better way. It's called a flat fee. Let me tell you how it works. Now, Facet is a service that offers affordable, accessible financial planning through a flat fee membership. With a fee-based advisor like Facet, your fee remains the same as your investments grow. So you make more and you keep more. Facet is giving my listeners an exclusive offer. They're going to waive that $250 enrollment fee for new annual members, and they'll give you $500 into your brokerage account when you invest $5,000 in the first 90 days. If you are looking for a financial advisor, you want to get a second set of eyes on your finances, I would recommend facet.com slash Ramit. Again, facet.com slash Ramit. Sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth, Inc. Facet is an SEC-registered investment advisor headquartered in Baltimore, Maryland. This is not an offer to sell securities or investment, financial, legal, or tax advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future performance. Terms and conditions apply. So you start listening to the podcast in the book, and um, what happens? Is it all, you know, you live happily ever after or what? Ethan, go ahead, Jordan. I was going to say, well, no, because we're we're having this conversation. But I would say the I don't think that the contentious conversations didn't stop. But I feel like we have had more conversations, um, more activities like we're going through the journal together right so there is more um more activity on in, in this area i guess okay and out of curiosity what is your rich life um if i had to you know keeping it short if i had to sum my rich life up in one sentence it would be to not have to stress not have to make decisions based solely on money Okay. Okay, cool. Nicole, what about you? I want to have more freedom with my time. And when we have kids, I want to be 50% nurturer to my children and 50% provider. Great. Crisp. Sounds like you've both thought about it. Okay. All right. That sounds good. What do you wish that your partner understood about the way that you see money? I'd like to start with Nicole first. I wish that, well. Can you tell him? I wish you knew how 
frugal I was with money in the way that when when I see you spend money differently than me, I don't tell you, but it's sometimes it's like in my gut, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't spend money like that. What if we did this instead? And I I just don't know how to communicate that to him without feeling like I'm I'm treating him like a kid or being overbearing or saying that I'm restricting him on on things. And I I keep that hidden from you because I don't want to like really restrict how you spend. And I and maybe you feel that off of me anyways, but um I grew up very frugal and especially as a student for 11 years, I'm very frugal. So it's like hard for me to to spend money on on certain things that I just haven't spent money on before. Okay. All right. Thank you. And Jordan, what do you wish that Nicole understood about the way that you see money? Tell her. I I wish that you understood that. Sorry. It's okay. Take your time. I wish that you understood that I want to see that it's my goal to see money as something that we can celebrate and enjoy but it's hard for me to get to that point because of how much it stresses me out can i ask a question so nicole you said i wish you understood how frugal i really am and jordan you said i wish you understood that i want to get better with money but i'm stressed out by it Now, I'd like you to zoom out for a second. Do you think if your partner truly understood that thing about you, that it would change anything? Nicole, say it out loud. You're shaking your head. Because he he already knows that. He He already knows that. And do you know that he's stressed out by money? Oh, yes. So what are we dancing around here for? It's like I... It would be like me going to my wife and saying, I deeply wish that you understood that my hair is black. It's like, <laughs> we all know. Everybody knows everything you both said. So here you are. In a sentence, how would you describe the primary problem that you believe you're facing? I'm really worried for the future when we have children that I'm not going to be able to take time off, that I'm going to be still working the amount that I'm working when I really only want to be working two to three days a week when we have kids. And I don't know that we can actually afford the things that we want if I'm only working two to three days with a lower income. Jordan, what would you say in a sentence? Um, I would say that I am worried that she's not going to be able to do that or or she's going to do that and we're going to have to significantly cut back on expenses or find a cheaper place to live or something like that. Okay. So if I'm hearing you correctly, do you both think that the primary problem here is a numbers problem? I guess I do, at least from my perspective, from my standpoint. Okay, Nicole? I think it's, I think underlying the numbers is is Jordan's business income and the stress he feels with, with that income being lower than he wants it to be. So it's an income problem. Okay. Let me read what you wrote in your application to me, Nicole. Gosh. (laughs) Can I read from this? You can read from it. You wrote, we recently had an argument that escalated our previous conversations from, quote, are we financially ready to be engaged to, quote, this man needs to pack his bags. How are we going to make big purchases together when his credit score shuts it down? I'm now angry, upset, frustrated, that I didn't find out our huge financial differences four years ago. 
Am I overreacting or is it time to find a partner who matches me financially? Oh gosh. I'm sorry. I just, I was in an angry place and I hate just hearing those words. I I don't mean that to Jordan. I was just in an angry place. Can I, should I continue or not? It's, it's totally. I, I don't. I don't even want Jordan to hear. I feel like that's not honest. I don't want Jordan to hear that. Okay, then talk to me and talk to Jordan. Yeah. Let's be honest with where you are today. When you wrote that, that is, and there's more that I was mm-hmm. about to read. That is not the tenor of what you two are telling me today. The way you're talking about it is if it's some income problem in the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. I was. I was very angry after the credit card debt conversation. That was I was right after the credit card conversation when I paid off thirty thousand, and I felt like like Jordan didn't care. That's different than Jordan should be making an extra thousand dollars a month or something. Yeah. So I, I can help in whatever way is helpful, but I need you to be honest with what is the real problem here. Nicole, you filled out the application. Mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you, and I really want you to try to tap into what is really going on here. I feel like I'm going to be the 100% sole provider. And that is never what I've ever wanted. Okay. Keep going. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad provided everything. I don't want that either. I didn't have a relationship with my dad as closely as I did with my mom. I want our kids to have an equal relationship with Jordan as they do with me. But I don't want to be a 100% provider. And are you worried that you will be? I am very worried that I will be. Are you a 100% provider right now? No. So what makes you worry about being the 100% provider? At the end of the month, we, we are... And a positive together as a team, we are a positive, but the credit card debt, I, I'm scared that's going to come back. And I'm scared that I'm going to be paying that again in the future. Jordan has paid for over half of the finances for many years while you were mm-hmm. a student. So I'm a little confused where this fear is coming from. I realized when we when I found out about the credit card debt that a lot of that finances that he's been contributing was going on a credit card. And I didn't know about that. Okay. So, so that worries you. That worries me. If I had known that he was contributing with credit card payments, I would have contributed. We would have been more 50-50. We, I wouldn't have had him contribute more than 50. I wouldn't have had him pay for our dinners when we went out. I wouldn't have had him pay for the groceries. I would have contributed equally to groceries. I would have contributed equally to going out. I, In my mind, I thought we were safe with finances that he could afford to do that for us. And so I felt like he was providing. And then when I realized that it was going on a credit card, I was like, oh, it was, it's not really, it's not really contributing financially. And I I don't want to be doing everything. I want a teammate. Jordan, what do you think from all the things that you just heard from Nicole? That's that's a lot. Give me a second here. Can I go hug Jordan? Of course. Thank you for asking to do that. Really glad you did. Can you tell me why you wanted to give Jordan a hug right now? I regret saying those words that you read out loud. 
I just, I, I'm surprised that it, I said it so mean. I just, I was in a very angry place. And was, that, um, was it honest when you wrote it? I think in a, in a better mindset, I think those are the issues that I, 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 I do still battle with is that the partner you choose for life is the biggest decision you have to make in life. And biggest decision you make for your financial future as well. And if we are so different with our finances, if we think so differently, then am I making the best decision for myself long-term? Am I making the best decision? I can't go confidently with us being together in the future if I'm going to be 100% responsible for... any of our financial future. Nicole is right that the partner you choose is one of the most important decisions you make in your life. I find it kind of striking that they both confidently told me this was an income problem, an expenses problem, until I pulled out Nicole's own application and started to read it back to her. That's when we started to get real. In the second part of this episode, coming next week, I'll continue my conversation with them and I'll try to give them what they actually need. I'll see you next week. In the meantime, you can find me on YouTube. You can subscribe to my money coaching program at iwt.com slash money coaching. And you can go into Netflix and set a reminder for the new show. Thanks for listening to I Will Teach You To Be Rich. I'm Ramit Sethi. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't read I Will Teach You To Be Rich, my book, pick up a copy. You can get it at any bookstore or any library, and it will show you the specific tactics for how to build the I Will Teach You To Be Rich system into your personal finances.